You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You're here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Winan, life coach Prue Sulisic, and women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose. We're pushing boundaries, being imperfect and unstoppable. Join in the conversation by being a part of the Facebook group and connect with your own soul sisters. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. So happy listening in. Welcome to Wholehearted. You are with myself, Tanya, and Prue, and Donna Lee. And today we're going to be having a conversation about sayings and idioms and phrases that steer us wrong. But first, I would like to know what our lowlights and highlights are have been for the week. Okay, interesting. <laughs> hmm. Okay, Prue. <laughs> yes, I know. The, oh gosh. Okay, I'm just going to go off the top of my head because I'm going to be honest, I don't always remember this when we come, but what comes first to my mind is my highlight is that Tanya and I went out to the Peter Beckham 80s night on Saturday night. Neither of us were keen on going um, because I had two days of markets and a full day of clinic yesterday and we decided we still pulled the pin and we went and we had a hoot and um, it was it was a great so night. much fucking fun. <laughs> Sorry? I said it was so much fucking fun. <laughs> it was. It was great fun and, like, we danced and sang and there was good company and, you know, I got home before midnight, which was great because I still had to go to the markets. Um, and I'm going to go with my low light being this morning that I got a message from my hockey program coach to say that my membership is due on the 24th of June and I thought it was mid-July and so the low light's been going, what am I going to do without my hockey program? So that's been a little bit of a sad feeling this morning. So they're mine. Yeah, something we'll need to discuss further. Um, highlight for me, absolutely, the 80s night, Saturday night. Um, low light, I didn't really have much of a low light this week. Although this morning I was listening to Mel Robbins' podcast and I realised I have been doing the gratitude thing all wrong. Really? <laughs> so that is my low light. <laughs> What's wrong with it? What are yes. you doing? Ah, so... I mean, it's it's a it's an hour episode, so you'll have to listen. <laughs> but the basic basically, there is a huge difference between being thankful and being grateful. Yes. So, and what's the difference? What's the difference between thankful and grateful? Well, thankful is just something you're thankful for um, in the moment. Grateful is something deeper something that lingers and has a profound effect on you that's that's basically it but there's a whole there's a whole uh, list if you listen today on the toxicity of 
of being grateful for things that you aren't really being grateful for. <laughs> That's a very, very interesting conversation. Okay. Um, yeah, so really, really, really interesting. I was like, damn it. I thought I was doing a good job. <laughs> Turns out. I'm sure you are. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think, you know. Mostly just being thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I've taken a big thing from our last conversation around what would someone who loves themselves say, do, feel? And, yeah. you know, even in, like, I, I took that from you. I've lived that this past week and mm-hmm. I've shared it and I'm just living it because every time I say that, I catch myself out. So maybe, yeah, I wouldn't say that, you're, that you've been doing it wrong. You've just got another perspective of someone else's opinion on what that means and what that what that feels like. Oh, absolutely. But there's yeah. a lot of a lot of aha moments in that talk this morning. Mm. Um yeah, and and uh yeah, so I'm like definitely rethinking that that entire way of of doing that. So it's kind of a, a kind of a low light and a highlight in the same in the same instance. Always yeah. learning something new is a highlight, things you can do differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to me, like my low light and highlight. No, nothing extraordinary here going on. Like I've had, I've had a, I've had a good week. Like it's been pretty cruisy all week. It's been great. Um. And this will be, maybe any mothers that are listening to this. This might be interesting for them to hear. I went to a like a it was this huge event here on the Gold Coast called. Coolie rocks on and it was like a show and shine and that type of event and I know my son loves that and so we went down there and yeah looked at all the cars and it was like you know I don't love cars I'm not into it but I know he loves it so it helps me you know enjoy that type of stuff and it was a beautiful day out and so it was interesting as a mother watching Oscar loving it Eloise hating it and <laughs> and being in that middle place and trying to like be there for both of them and just it was just interesting i was very aware how i was yeah feeling towards eloise and her moodiness about being there and being annoyed at being there and being bored and all that type of stuff while oscar was the opposite oh, it was an interesting space to be as a mother so i'm sure mothers that are listening will have this as well. If they've got a couple of kids and they're trying to please everybody, because that's what it comes down to. It's like this people pleasing. Because if I if I wasn't a people pleaser, I wouldn't give a shit what Eloise was feeling. I'd be like, suck it up, whatever, we're here, and vice versa. But I was still really emotionally attached to it. It was I was recognized how emotionally attached I was that Eloise was moody and in a bad mood about it. And Oscar was Right, and so I was like this really, this really torn sort of experience. Yeah, so yeah, you want her to have fun. Yeah, yeah. I did. Have, I, I did want to slap her face too a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you were, but you were also present in the awareness of two different spaces plus your own space, mm. and you know, trying to hold the space for both sides of the party and totally being normally human because I would have probably wanted to slap her too. <laughs> 
Exactly. But yeah, what a that, what an interesting experience to you know. You might not have in the past. You might have said, "Go and sit on the bloody chair. Don't come back, and we'll find you in three hours." Mm-hmm. Um, but you navigated yeah. it differently. Yeah. So yeah. So highlight and low light all in one, I suppose, for me. But, yeah, that's me. So, all right, Miss Tanya Marie. We need a segue. <laughs> So the reason why I wanted to speak about this today, about um, sayings and phrases and idioms that are holding us back, is because these things are a part of our everyday lives, have been since before we could probably remember. So a lot of them are actually just embedded in our subconscious. Mm. And these sayings just seem to fall out of our mouths every day without us even realising we're saying them or what we're saying. And I think that there's just so much bullshit in our vocabulary and that if if we're not vigilant about being aware of what's coming out of our mouths, we're just, we're just like... Gosh, I don't know. Um, just doomed to keep repeating, mm-hmm. repeating it over and over again, and putting these, putting these thoughts and these words continuously back around, cycling in our mind. And some of some of the things are just really holding us back. Mm, okay, let's let's list a few. Who's got a couple that we can start with? Like, so people have an example of what we're talking about. Yeah, so I've got a bit of a list here. I'm sure Donnelly has as well. Um, one of them made your bed. Now lie in it. Ooh. Oh, that is that is just doesn't that want to put the rude finger right up the nose of the person yeah. who says that? How <laughs> many of you? How many of your parents have said that to you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's weird, isn't it? Like we've just been hearing these things over and over again and I think it's yeah. about time we pick up on them. And mm. but So just like let's have a quick conversation about that one. It feels so made, you've made your bed so lie in it. It's very uncompassionate, isn't it? Like it's a real it's a real like suck it up type of thing and it's like it's like you don't have a choice now. You've done this. And so you have yeah. no other choices except to lay in that bed and be miserable. That's mm-hmm. what I get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I also get out of it is that the person saying that to you, which are generally people that love you, to me the vibe I pick up is their, their obviously things have happened to them and they've had to stay with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a punishment that you need to do that. And, I mean, all of us here have talked about do we've done things that aren't good but then we've corrected. And so it's like it's like uh, there's not even a rite of passage, just like I got punished so you get punished. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the immediate thing that comes to mind when I hear this phrase, because I've heard my dad say this a lot of times over the years, and I think it was because he was told it a lot himself. And so mm-hmm. even right back to when I remember when he was telling me about when him and mum found out they were pregnant with Katrina, they weren't married. 
And his dad literally pushed him up against the wall and said to him, well, you've made your bed, son, now you lie in it. Basically, now you have to marry him. And so dad's repeated that a couple of times to me. And therefore dad's then gone along in life with the same type of thought about things like that. Well, you know, you've just got to, you've got to live in the punishment of it. And so I could imagine how many people got married under that, under oh. that actual sentence. Yeah, it's not a, it's not even marriage, it's partnerships. I mean, I can totally relate to that because yeah. you're, you know, and depending on your beliefs that you have, and mine were that I I didn't want a broken family because I came from a broken family. Mm-hmm. So you there is a part of that that goes, oh well, this is this is how life is. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't have choices. I've got I've got to stay here or we've got to be unhappy. Yeah, there's a lot of history in all of this stuff. I feel, yeah. I feel like I've been, yeah, definitely doing the opposite of that with my sentence about uh, you can always make a U-turn. There's never a time in life where you can't decide something different. You know, I tell my kids that all the time because that goes completely against the whole, you know, well, you made your bed, you lie in it. Like, oh, what, what a shit saying. Yeah. <laughs> Good one to start with, though, because I think that's so. I'm hoping this conversation here, like people hear it and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm still saying that," or still thinking that. Yeah, like you know, if you're raising kids and you're saying this stuff to them, it's like just sucking out the life of their choice and their choices from them. So, yeah, I'm highly recommending not to say that anymore. Now, there's a couple more which are sort of along that line that I had written down, finish what you started. Mm. Mm-hmm. No pain, no gain. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. No pain, no gain. Yeah, so basically you could take it from people in the gym, okay, that, that type of thing. It's like pain, no gain, which sort of makes sense in that context. But in the other context of just life, no pain, no gain means you have to suffer to get any sort of reward. So suffering is normal and it's just freaking not. Suffering is not normal. Negative emotions are normal and I want to make the difference here. Negative emotions are normal. Suffering is not normal. No. Mm. Another one along those lines is beggars can't be choosers. Oh, God, they all just take away your choice, don't they? Yeah. No no choice, people. Beggars can't be choosers. You know. A leopard can't change his spots. Yeah. Which is very close to the same as you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm -hmm. Wow, we're proving them wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Us old dogs here learning new tricks every day. Uh, this one always gets me too. Good things come to those who wait. Oh, oh God. Just wait forever, shall we? Can you just feel how the life gets sucked out of you? Yeah. When Donnelly's like, you can just see the visual of Donnelly. She's like, oh, head up, looking at the ceiling, just like shoulders down. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. You can just feel it. You can just feel it just sliding out of your body. Like, mm. my God, you know, inadvertently, We've heard these things all our life and 
you know, was I was reading a bit about the history of how this this stuff comes about, but I don't know that they actually realised the effect that it was going to have on society. Mm. Yeah. And it's part of, you know, if I'm going to I'm going to talk about 3D, 4D, 5D, this is typical 3D, man. This yeah. is so 3D. Keep you pressured, keep you low, keep you small. And it's like kill two birds with one stone. I hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what does it bring phrase. up for you? What do you what do you hear when you hear that? Well, it's it's really been probably in the last few months or the year that I've really felt like we all say, I'll kill two birds with one stone, meaning doing two things in one go. But, I mean, I can remember someone saying to me, how horrible is that saying? Why would you want to kill two birds? Yeah. Like, (laughs) seriously, with one rock. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It is metaphorical, but still. (laughs) Yeah, but they're they're all. It's Greek mythology. It's metaphorical. It's um, popular language and transform them to explain different topics, but realistically, <laughs> however these came about, they talk about humour, they talk about uh, make clear an idea with representative words relating to facts or characters of everyday life. But really when you dig into it, I mean, how many people are out there digging into it? There's hundreds of these things. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. hundreds. And you're right. Like I'm going to put my hand up. Of course, I say them. They're in our system without even realizing. Yeah. But I, you know, I have caught myself, especially with the two birds with one stone, is I've caught myself going to say it and go, okay. I was even practicing this last night, going, oh, okay. How how can we do two things at once and not kill any birds? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you've actually it's like what we do with our um our personal growth. It's like, okay, it'll come up, we'll go to say it, you know, the bed one that you're talking about, and just go, oh, okay, we're noticing it now. We're noticing the impact of it now. And probably more so because we're talking together, realizing, holy shit, these really affect our life. Mm. And I'm sure you can relate to it in your life coaching practice. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm all about changing the sentences in our brains so that we come like that we speak through our mouths because there is a direct correlation with that. What you think over and over and over again becomes the your belief and your belief like comes through and becomes the results that you have in life. So if you're a person that believes good things come to those who who wait. To me, that saying says, will be like patience, okay? But patience, depending on what sort of context it's in, patience doesn't actually like provide any action. It actually no. just stops you a lot of the time, depending yeah. on what context, of course. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you're just thinking to yourself, because good things come to those who wait, you're not going out and making anything happen. You're just waiting, like doing nothing. And so the results are nothing fucking happens. You're, you're still waiting rather time. than use use the momentum because there's actually momentum in that phrase in a different way yeah. and the intention a lot of these phrases that I googled the intention or the history behind the phrases is nothing to do with what we've actually turned it into yeah yeah it's yeah, fascinating. And that's usually yeah it is I love I love the history of phrases I haven't done much research on these ones but 
yeah, other things. I'm like, oh, it's so interesting to see where things come from. I'm very interested in that sort of thing as well, that they don't actually mean usually what we think they mean now, but in that same respect, what they mean now is what's important, isn't it? It is, yeah. Absolutely. How we take it right now. That's Mm. how we we process it is is our belief in what it actually means now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not until I was doing some research. I mean, I know there's meaning behind these things. It's like Australian sayings. Yeah. Um, like there's many Australian sayings, you know, we don't, it's a lived experience. So unless you pause and, you know, read the meaning behind bite the bullet, bite the bullet means, well, just suck it up. It's a bit like you've made your bed sleep in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are very similar in that don't move forward. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much what all of them say. Just yeah. sit tight, be happy with what you've got now. And yeah. don't strive. Don't <laughs> strive for anything different. Um, don't don't be your own thinker. Don't make your own yeah. choices. Don't listen to your intuition. Don't yeah. do any of those things. Well, don't do any of that. This, this, if, you, if you're listening to this conversation, we're going to be going completely against the grain. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't wow. strive. I love that. That really, like, really rings true, doesn't it? It's like just stay small. Just do what you've been told to do. You yeah. know, don't rock the boat, that type of stuff. Um, oh yeah, don't rock the boat. That's that's another one. Don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. Other people will fall out, and so yeah. it's about others. Not that that I don't know if that's the end of that saying, but basically that's what I envisage. It's like if you rock the boat a bit, other people might fall out and makes other people you, uncomfortable. Or you hmm. might upset someone, and yet I can, I'm just standing there thinking, oh my god, yes, let's rock the boat. And then if your balance is right while you're standing in the boat, you can tip all them out and you'll still be floating. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's the better way. Yeah. And then paddle hard, get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> For the people that you don't want to be around. So yeah. So what what about pick the low hanging fruit? <laughs> what what is what it comes to mind when you hear that, Donnelly? Kind of don't oh, reach for don't the strive. Don't, don't, don't strive again. Yeah. 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 Reach for the the higher ones, just pick what's at your reach, <laughs> what you can get. Don't worry about getting the ladder out. No. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all very interesting, isn't it? It is about all being the same and just staying in comfort. And everyone, everyone that knows any sort of self-development, growth is not in the comfort zone. It is in, you know, when you're stepping outside that zone. So, yeah, pick the low-hanging fruit. It's like just pick what's comfortable for you. Yeah. Don't reach, don't reach too high because it might be uncomfortable. Or, and, you know, the whole tall poppy syndrome as well. It's like, you know, if you reach, there's Donna Lee climb, climb, climbing the ladder to get the that high fruit. Who does she think she is? Exactly. That type of stuff. Yeah. It's like why can't she just pick the fruit like we are? Better be, better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Better <laughs> be safe than sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, God, no wonder we're all stuck. (laughs) And, like, it it really takes so much effort to go against this, like go against all the things, you know, that and most people that I come across are worried about what other people think and how other people feel so they don't do anything for themselves. They stay in this punishment that they've been told to stay in and the suffering just so others 
don't feel something different. And it takes so much effort to get out of that, like to yeah, rewire your thinking into a way that actually has you climbing the ladder. And without, and it's not climbing the ladder and giving the finger, it's like climbing the ladder saying, come on, come too. Absolutely. Great lead up by example. Yeah. 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 Yet also what we've been taught is too, like when when people rock the boat, it's done from anger and like really for being selfish. And so we've got to overcome that too. It's like, oh, no, we don't have to be like that. We can actually hold out, hold each other's hands and pull each other up. Yeah, and that's that's what we are, do- we are doing together and, yeah, trying to overcome all these bloody stupid sayings that are just out there in the world that we use on an everyday basis. Mm. Another one for me is um, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, that one's... Always, yeah. yeah, I hear that. I've heard that so many times. It's like, yeah, but it's it's not exciting either, you know. So, oh well, but it's not broken. Don't fix it. And it's like, okay, we'll just keep doing the same thing then. Just keep doing yeah, it. Anything else? Yeah, I should just be should just be grateful or thankful for <laughs> you know for what I've got right now. Yeah. Um, another one is. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. This one has been in my life a lot, so many times. And, yeah, it just, and again, stops you from striving, stops you from even seeking stuff out. Like I'm a believer in you got to try stuff out to figure out to see if it works for you or if it's going to work. You can always stop doing something. Like you can always do that U-turn, you know, and go in a different direction. Um, but if you if you think if something's too good to be true, it usually is, it just stops you from being curious. But yeah, but what what if it is great over there? You know, what if it turns out better and just opens you to possibility? Well that that sentence stops you from any possibility, while the opposite is creating possibility and curiosity to step into doing something else that is uncomfortable that you want to achieve, even though there's other people around you going, don't do that. You know, you should just should just be happy with what you've got. You know, like I remember my mum when I moved to the Gold Coast, I think I've said this before, she was very concerned and she was like, oh, Prue, why would you leave Broken Hill? Like you've both got great jobs, you've got a beautiful home. You've got everything that you need. Just take a holiday. <laughs> I was like, Mum, it's not about that. I could just, but that was her mentality. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Just stay, just stay. Just like, you know, dull down all the feelings that you've got about anything, anything that you're striving for. Don't, don't listen to that. That's dangerous. And sometimes it can be dangerous. Like it can be. It can put you into situations that are, uncomfortable or possibly, you know, change your life and you don't know how in that moment. Yet the the thing in me was like, oh, but if I never do that, I'll never know and I'll regret not doing that. And I, yeah, can only try. Uh, you're saying talking about curiosity, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That just, just, just paralyzes. 
all change. That paralyzes everything. And if you think about it, cats are the most curious animal on earth. Which is why we've got nine lives. Yeah, that's right. They're like, the universe is like, right, cats needs nine lives because they're so bloody curious that it might get them into trouble sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I've used this one recently though, and I I actually thought I used it in a positive light, but possibly not. Possibly I'm going to actually retract what I thought back then. Even in my own brain right now, I'm doing that. I'm like, oh no, always be curious, always be curious, because oh. when someone was, when I knew something was going on and wanted more information, I was like, perfect example of curiosity killing the cat. But now I'm thinking about that because I thought that was going to keep them safe. But now I'm thinking about that. It's like, oh, actually, no, go in. Like, find the information out if you want to. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit torn, actually, a bit torn about that one because sometimes and sometimes curiosity can get you into undue trouble. For example, Tanya, about your, like, life yeah. at the moment. Like wanting to delve in. Yeah, when you really wanted to dive in, find out all the nitty gritty details. What would it? What would it have achieved? Mm. And yeah, that's a good example of possibly curiosity killing the cat. Like it, you know, could have kept you in some sort of negative emotion longer than you needed to be. Mm. Possibly, but there. Then again, like information, and you don't know. No, you don't. You don't know. But but I think in and you. And I think this is what we're doing with these sayings and phrases is let's use Tanya's situation. Um, I, I see what you're saying, Prue, but I can also see the healing process in that saying, In we'll just use this as an example, for Tanya. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was there was this process of wanting to be curious and find out and then there was, you know, where is it going to get me and then, what she's done is she's made choice around what she does with that. And that's the difference. That is the difference. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Bundling all that, wrapping that up. I like that. Cause yeah, you get to choose then. What about missed the boat or the ship has sailed? Oh, just get another boat. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're, meant, you're, you're meant to miss some flights for some reason. <laughs> Absolutely. It's pretty, much, it's pretty much saying, nah, it's it's too late for that. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Wasn't meant to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah. But no. Yeah, no, missing the boat. That's never an excuse not to keep striving for something that you want. If yeah, it's like, okay, great. If I need to miss fifty boats, will I do I still want the thing? Uh yeah. Um, I'll just get yeah, the next fine. one. and I think this is in pulling this apart I think it's going to inspire people to not so it's not so much the sayings it's what I'm feeling within what we're talking about is that we're feathering out all these different ways that we're affected by things and how we can actually pause and question and we we all do that way more you know, whether whether we're pulling apart a saying, I just see that this is another aspect because we're talking about this topic of energy shifting mm. and that people are starting to feel and lean more into their choices 
than they've ever done before. So there's so much support for the change of ourselves. Whether people do it or not, that's up to them. But there's more and more people doing this, thinking differently, that this is bringing attention to this. Absolutely. That's what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Even for me, it's been, you know, just doing the research. It's been, um, it's like it just opened up a whole door going, oh, okay, hadn't really given any thought to this. Mm. And 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 then you start picking it apart and it feels like to me is this is how our systems are where we're starting to give more space to ourselves we're starting to accept like i know for me i what's happened in the last few weeks and months is like i'm becoming present with myself and making those choices around going well stuff and i'm going to do it anyway what have i got to lose so that's what we're doing by supporting this. We're we're picking parts of society's rules and regulations and undercurrent blindness. You know, that's we're bringing attention to through our conversations because there's so much that is goes under the radar. Yeah, so much. You know, like I said, we say these things all the time. Don't even think about them. Yeah, and it's even. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, I say them sometimes, but I don't really say them, you know, a lot to affect me, is now up to you to just listen to yourself throughout like a week. Oh, geez. Over the next week, go and like listen to your own thoughts and the words that come out of your mouth. And so they might not be sayings that are out in the world, but they might be your sayings. Yeah, yeah, true. See how it affects you. And when I was doing a lot of work with weight loss clients, this is what we'd focus on, you know. There was sayings that were in the world, for example, like, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, you mustn't waste food, just all those types of things, those sayings that have, yeah, flow through and we they basically become rules of our lives. And so it's up to you to hear what you're saying. Sorry. Sorry. There are kids in Africa starving. Oh, my God, yes, that's right. You've got to clear your plate, you know, but it's like, oh, but I'm full. It's like, oh, eat your, eat the rest of your, you know, otherwise you're ungrateful, that type of stuff. So that has adults, you know, fully-fledged adults in the world sitting there eating, overeating because they're like, well, shit, there's kids in Africa starving. <laughs> that's what's going through their head where I can't waste this. It costs good money you know, that type of stuff. And so it's like listening to what is keeping you in any sort of suffering. It could be anything. And it's really unique to you. It doesn't have to be something that anybody else says. It might be just something that you say to yourself. And even with study, you know, there's a lot of people out there wanting to do study or change careers. or But if you're thinking to yourself, I'm not smart enough to do that, that's just one of the sayings. That's yeah. something that's in your in your head that is stopping you, holding you back from striving. And it's up to you to catch it. Like, you know, yes, you can engage somebody to help you, a life coach, you know, a, even a friend to, you know, pull you up on stuff to repeat back to you your words so you can see them. Yet it is also up to you to, like, step into that awareness and so you once and from awareness, like awareness isn't just enough, like you need more than awareness. You need 
action to actively change the way that you speak to yourself, like inside your own mind, most importantly. A lot of the time they don't come out of your mouth. They're just inside your own mind. Yeah, they're floating in your head. Yeah. There's many around money. Oh, so many around money. God. Money is the root of all evil. (laughs) Money doesn't buy happiness. Buy happiness. It doesn't grow on trees. I can't afford it. I don't have enough. All those. It's hard to get. So what if I said eat humble pie? Definitely doesn't sound tasty. It's pretty much much a eat your cake and eat it too type situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but eat humble pie. So, yeah, eat humble pie is, again, it's, I feel you stay in some sort of suffering to make someone else feel better and more comfortable. You might have spoken up about something and the person has, I want to say proved you wrong, but, you know, maybe there's no right or wrong in this situation, but they have, they've like proved you wrong. So it's like go and eat humble pie. No, am I getting that wrong? Like how do you, how do people use this? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same as you made your bed and you've got to sleep in it. It's yeah. it's really the same kind of thing. And it's also, I take from it that uh, that when you have spoken up and then someone you know counter counters the conversation, and it may be that they they hold the dominance in the conversation. So you also retract back and don't continue the conversation. Yeah, you know. So there's. You know, to me, there's that un- that other undertone around it. Pre- it prevents you from coming forward again, or it can prevent you from coming forward again. No. Um, so, in that in that saying, for me, there's a window of opportunity that where something like that comes up that you can lean more into and be like Tanya in her circumstance, changing the energy of that saying. And it doesn't need to be the saying; it's energy. Every time, yeah, yeah, every time we think slightly different or we pause and question and alter or get pulled up, this is this connective tissue energy that's shifting mini thought by mini thought by mini thought. Mm. And you've got it, I believe, don't worry about everyone else, be active in the consciousness of your change because that is actively changing that which is around us. We don't need to save the world. We just need to be with ourselves in our changes. Mm. And it takes a lot of rewriting. Like I know how much um, study Tanya's done around, you know, money mindset stuff and the unpicking of all those sayings. You know, it's DNA. It's generational. We're our change. We are, absolutely. Like I've just... (laughs) Reading that, when you said eat humble pie, yeah, that's what the first thing that came up for me was what I said. And I've just looked up what humble means just to give myself a better understanding of it. So there's the the adjective, which is having or showing a, a modest or low estimate of one's importance, which is definitely equates to what I thought it was. But the verb is cause someone to feel less important or proud. Yeah. And so we're doing that to ourselves mostly. And if we don't want to put ourselves on a pedestal because then someone else is in the pit. And 
then they say the opposite of humble is proud. And it's like, I'm always telling people to be proud of themselves and they don't know how because they've been told be humble. Like you're not saying that, yeah. but don't, don't stand out too much. Don't give yourself any credit for anything. Just be humble, just do it quietly and or not at all because, you know, being, being proud and can be seen as overbearing or too much. And a lot of women in particular get told they're too much and they're overbearing and, you know, they, they're too needy. Can I read the history of that saying? Because it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. In the 14th century, during a post-hunt feast, the lord of the manor would eat the finest cuts of meat. The numbles was the name given to the heart, the liver, and the entrails of animals. By the 15th century, this was shortened to umbles. It was common practice for people of lower stature to be humiliated when served the humbles baked in a pie. Thus comes the term eat humble pie. Oh, my God, that is so good. That's yeah. 14th so century. You're less than. Yeah. Here's a pie absolutely. to prove it. Here's a pie. Yeah. Eat that, humble people. Yeah. God. Yeah, no wonder. In today's society, we're almost using it to teach people how to be. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you know be be proud be out there be you know use your voice to speak up and know how great you are and all the rest of it but it's like oh don't do that you know because other people will look up at you just like don lee climbing the the ladder to get the high fruit who does she think she is yeah Mm. and then all of that that thought is connected to many other of those phases and and historic i mean 14th century my god that's like 600 years ago yeah. We're, we're still dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. What else have you got, Tan? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> don't, don't have abundance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's exactly it. Yeah. Don't have hope. No hope. Don't have hope or faith or, yeah. <laughs> what happens if you do have, if you do count your chickens before they've hatched? What, what's what's going to happen? You just they're just gonna have more mouths to feed. <laughs> like it's such a dumb thing, isn't it? Is. I, I call that I call that failing in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lucky stars. Yeah, yeah, like don't. So if you've got so you've got 10 chickens and you're like, great, I'm gonna get 10 new chickens, like 10 eggs, 10 new chickens, great, 10 new chickens. So you plan for 10 new chickens. You're like, great, yeah, this is great, I'm gonna have 10 new chickens. And you just show up in faith that that's going to happen. It's like, great, 10 new chickens. Chances are possibly you're not going to have 10 chickens. You might have nine. But if you're already thinking that you're only going to have nine, well, you might then only get eight. Mm. You know. And it also says if, you're, if you think you're going to get 10 chickens and you only get five chickens, well, that you are, it's going to hurt you and you're going to be like, in a negative emotion, it's like, I can handle anything. It's okay. I'm just going to, like, count my chickens. There's 10. There's 10 eggs. Um, there's likelihood there could be a 10 chickens. And if there's only five, it's like, okay, that's fine. No problems. You know, it's like we have to make it a problem that there's only five when there could have been 10. It's like, oh, devastating. There could, there could have been 10 chickens. I hear Joel say this all the time about football. It's funny, and I always pull him up on it. When he's looking at the scoreboard, 
And say, say there's a few people that have kicked for goal and they've missed. And he will say things like, he'll look at the scoreboard and say, well, they should be three goals ahead. And he'll be really disappointed with that. It's like, but the reality is they're not. No. They're goals behind. And so you could like accept the reality or you could stay in the suffering of what could have been. Which, yeah, which is, is not in actually. The yeah. So see how it's like, it's like. Yeah. It's in the past. It's like you can have five shots at goal and you could have had five goals, but there's like, I, I'm, t- I'm totally on your wavelength. It's like there are opportunities, they come, they go. It's not about what could be because it didn't should've. happen. Yeah. They yeah. Didn't happen. yeah. It's like, oh, they should have won. And I always laugh. I'm like, but they didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah, and but it, see how it keeps you in suffering. You think they should have. Yeah, it's like oh, there's only t- there's only five chickens. There should have been ten. It's like suffering. It's like no, there's great. There's five chickens. Awesome. Such different energy. If that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Tanya. What else have you got? <laughs> the customer is always right. <laughs> <laughs> No, the customer is fucking not always right. <laughs> but God help us if we're if we're the server of the store and we decide to actually say something differently. See you later. There goes your job. I mean, mm-hmm. what if what if we had more of that in? I'm not saying in a rude way, but in a way where you could actually be yourself. There would be less rudeness in the world. It doesn't excuse bad behaviour. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think that's that is where that goes for me is yeah. 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 It's and if you're a person showing up in the world as with compassion and kindness, which I would hope people, many people are striving for, that things happen and circumstances are neutral. And so if you're a person that's compassionate and kind and understanding and don't take things personally then solutions will be that you'll handle it with compassion and kindness opposed Mm. to rudeness. And so, yeah, either way, yeah, either way. Mm. Yeah, and then there's a couple of others along those lines which which, uh, get me as well, which is especially boys will be boys. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, kids will be kids, boys will be boys, girls will be girls. Again, tending to be used for in the boy incident incidents or the kids it's generally about bad behavior mm-hmm. or yeah. um rough behavior or as they get older um a lot of sexual innuendos and things like that um so it condones, like to yeah. me, that it just condones the behaviour. It gives an excuse to the behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. And it puts people in boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, condone, yeah, the condoning of bad behaviour. Oh, so it starts with com- with comments like that. Oh, boys will be bored. Or even, or even an excuse, like to not address the situation, What you know, whatever it is, it's that will be thrown to that to kind of deflect attention from it or not to want to deal with the problem, you know, so they just put that label on it and then, and it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's okay now. Let's just move on quickly before anybody feels anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, don't 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 take any responsibility or mm. or yeah, just yeah, interesting. It is interesting. Gosh, we could go on and on. I think with with all of these, there there are just so many. It's crazy, so many, and there, I mean there are some good ones out there as well. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, there are a few good ones out there too, but we really need to be watching for these these ones that hold us back. You know, like Tanya asked in a previous episode, what would someone who loves themselves do right now? You could even change it to like, what would someone who loves themselves think or say right now? Because, yeah, it's the thinking and the saying of things that create our reality. And like it, like I said before, you might not say it. It just might be in your mind. It might just be in your mind thinking it over and over again. And that, yeah, is that loving? Is that sentence loving towards you, towards others, towards what you want to achieve in the world? Mm. And and know that it's a process of change. And when you're more more conscious, and I don't mean, you know, have a note on the door and remember everything, but when you're more conscious about what you want in your life and how you want to change it and the things that you can do for yourself that makes that difference, you know, have some kindness around. Those thoughts are going to mill over for the rest of our lives, but what we're doing is we're catching them, we're seeing them, we're acting differently, and we're also seeing the response in our environment. You know, look at us three. Look what's happened for us in the last 12 months mm. of how we're supporting change. And, yeah, so remember to have the gentleness because it'll always be there. There'll always be some trigger or something that brings it up but the trigger gets less as we practice and change and, and we want those changes to happen and it's your life you know it is your how many life. times are we directed by everyone else directing our lives especially yeah. you know i'm not no offense to our parents but you can see as we are evolving how that has been impacted over generations and generations and we're actively changing that look at our children yeah. Look how differently we're raising our children mm-hmm. to what we did. There's always been something there, I think, for all of us. Yeah, there's. It's, there seemed to be a like a huge gap between our parents and us right now. I'm like seeing this like huge, great big gap, but between us and our kids, there's not so much of a gap. It's it's more connected, and yeah. so you can imagine like our kids and their kids, it's going to be smaller again. <laughs> this yeah. gap of, you know, being self-responsible and being able to articulate emotions and how we're feeling and that type of stuff, it's it's good. And it, it's funny, I'm not sure. I haven't watched this show, but I watched a couple of snippets of it. There's this like a parenting show out there and they've got all different sorts of parenting styles that they're presenting and they put their kids in certain circumstances. And I was the person once upon a time that because I grew up in an authoritarian household, you just think that that's the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and seeing all these other parenting styles, you're like, oh, there's difference. And I used to be judgmental of those people that were really connected emotionally to their kids and let the kids have emotional space. And I still see people judging them on this show too. The one that I saw, there was a lot of judgment of that. And it's to me, I'm like, it almost feels like the only way. 
you can ha- like you don't have to be like that's the only way and you can't implement different strategies and tools yet the emotional connection to people in general is to me the only way forward and so if we're not allowing that because of all these stupid thoughts that are in our heads spinning around keeping us from striving or being who we actually really are at our core it just stops that emotional connection and what else is there in life yeah when it comes down to it in the end yeah like every person just wants emotional connection they want to be seen they want to be heard they want to be acknowledged they want to be loved that's basically it. You can the happiest people on earth are not the people surrounded with things. <laughs> yeah, it's the surrounded with people that hear them, see them, and feel them. So yeah, that's what these sentences do. Everybody listening, it's yeah, your job this week to like really be yeah, listen to yourself as that compassionate observer of your own thoughts and possibly things that you say and just hear it. No judgment of yourself, right? It's like, ah, I can see that. And just when you say something or think something, just connect it back to how your body feels, how you feel in your body. And so say if you want to do something that's a bit scary and you think something and then all of a sudden you feel fear, it's like, ooh, okay, what would someone who loves themselves do right now? Like ask that question again. And then possibly you need to think differently or say it differently so you can do something differently to get a different result. <laughs> so that's my that's my advice for people this week who are listening to this, just to really listen to their bodies. I know Donnelly can definitely tune into that so what would you say like Donnelly let's talk a little bit more about the you know the embodiment of it um I probably go from my own experience because that's what I've got at the moment is you know giving giving yourself permission and space to to be with yourself like Tanya's sentence last week was you know that what would someone who loves themselves do? To me, that has been my stop sign of 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 going. I can I can change this now. I can I can make active change. This is in my control. And you know, where my go to was, what's in my control? What's out of my control? To me, there that's like black and white. But now I've got this. What would someone who loves themselves do, or say, or feel, and you have to spend time with yourself and it just doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And I just would say dare to listen, dare to feel, dare to um, be curious, dare to cry, dare to be vulnerable, dare to be real. You know, getting a sense of ourselves, like it's such a, it's such an incredible adventure to be where I am now Mm. and you know starting to say you know I'm these are just some things I've I've come to this week is that I really like conversation and 
when someone someone stopped at the gym this morning and asked me a question and I wouldn't share share stuff, but this person I know, and I walked away going, I said to the person, thank you very much for asking. So I know that I love conversation. I know that I am good at what I do. So it's like I'm starting to sit with this stuff and live it. You know, here's a saying, what have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got everything to gain. That's a better one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> but, yeah, if that, that's my advice is just dare. Dare to be present. You're not going to get all the answers. You're going to lean into things. You're going to feel things. You're going to be vulnerable. But the other part is, is I'm really blessed. I have some very close soul sisters sitting here that I can do that with and a, an amazing daughter. So give it a go. It's a living existence process, being conscious in your own evolution. It's pretty outstanding. Absolutely. And, yeah, to me, my biggest learning this week has been, and I've been doing this for a while and then sort of stepped into a new way of doing it. When when you're doing things in the moment that it counts, so you can do a lot of things alone and by yourself and all that sort of stuff but when you're presented with an opportunity and you want for an example you want to say something you really desperately want to say something to somebody but it might be hard it might be uncomfortable and what you'd normally do is just bottle up and just like leave and not say it in that moment the difference is you saying the thing, like being really raw, honest and saying the thing to the other person. That's that's different. And, yeah, you still will have all that emotion, but that's the thing that's going to change long term. If you don't do things differently in the moment when it counts, nothing's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I get out of that. What about you, Tan? What do you want to share? I think you guys have said it all. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're not getting away with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think my I think that very often don't hear ourselves, hear our thoughts. We don't hear the words that come out of our mouth. And I know myself, I would like to pay more attention to those things because I think they're really important. The things we think, like Prue said, things we think, the things we say, they shape who we are. They shape our lives. And they also, especially the words that come out of our mouths, shape the people around us. Absolutely. Mm, What a good conversation. Yeah, time for a reading. Beautiful. All good things must come to an end. Oh, no. <laughs> apparently, apparently, according to somebody. According to someone. I think we might go self-care today. All, all good things must come to a pause. Yeah. Next time. Mm-hmm. That's better. All right. Well, I've got goosebumps for this deck, so let's go a three-card a three-card self-care 
in relation to everything that we've spoken about and feet on the floor, maybe hands on your heart and feel the pause breath, you know, when you resettle in your body and you can feel that, that listening that we've been talking about. Okay, first card is self-love. <laughs> Second part is rest. <laughs> and third part is dance. <laughs> Just... oh, okay. So self-love. Care for your body, self-love and self-acceptance are the ultimate acts of self-care. You know, take the time, take the time out, you know, rest. I mean, we all need to do rest, whether it's reading a book or having a cup of tea on the veranda in the sun or catching up with a friend, you know. This this is where a lot of um, regeneration happens, pausing. Mm -hmm. Rest and relax, release the guilt and make your needs a top priority. And this is just what we did on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and there's just so much joy and life in this card. Step into the light. Share your gifts and talents with the world. Well, this is about step into your light. Move in. Allow yourself to feel your own dance. You don't need to be dancing, but it's like take those different steps. Whenever you learn a new dance, you quite often look look at your feet. I can remember at high school we'd be doing that, you know, those, those terrible dance, together dances that you had to do. So you, you are looking at your feet to see how to make those steps. And then you start to lift your head and, you know, you can look at the other person in the eye and you can do the steps without thinking about it. So this is this is about taking the step, taking the step. Yeah, beautiful mm. cards. Yeah, self-care, rest and dance. <laughs> yeah. It's almost I, saying, you know, yes, like listen to what's going on, like internally, rest, give yourself space, but don't stay there too long and indulge in it. It's like get up and dance, do something yeah. differently. Yeah. And the colours, this is grounding, so Uh being in our body. This is pink. This is our heart. And this is communication. Listen to your own communication. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Well, that wraps us up. Another another good conversation. Great topic, Tanya. See you later. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own Soul Sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.